Yeah, actually, my mom and my grandmother, they were both uh, very good, like sewing things, like fixing things. And it's funny how they were also very good at cooking, you know, like all school right. um, moms. And it's funny how me probably being worse in cooking and in sewing, both of them, I actually made my living out of it. Hey guys, this is Alejandro Mateo. I'm a hat maker based in Spain, and you're watching Folks Alert. Alessandro Mate, the hat maker from Spain. How are you, sir? Welcome to Folks Alert. Thank you very much, Keiko. I'm very good. Very glad to finally meet you. <laughs> Listen, man, I, 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 I should have had one of these hats on, right, while I'm talking to you because your hat, your hat gives character. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I'm a, I'm a fan of yours, man. I, um, th this is why I love social media, right? I was on social media last year. We started talking last year. We had this set up. I found you on, on Instagram and one of your hat videos popped up. Right. And I was like, what, what is this? You, you know? And I was like, let me go, I go to your page. So I'm looking around on your page. I'm like, damn, you got a lot of hats. Um, the way you make your hats with the fire, you put a lot of, um, craftsmanship into your hats right uh i don't think yeah. and maybe you can help me out i don't think you can make the same hat ever every single hat you make is it's kind of like one of a kind you could probably make it similar but there's no way you can make the same hat hand mitten the same way the same time uh, uh, identical right absolutely like um actually many of my hats as you can see like have sometimes barn marks uh -huh. um yeah definitely you cannot replicate how the fire is gonna burn the hat how the details i mean clearly you can try to make it as similar as possible but it's never going to be exactly the same that's the that's the beauty of handmade first of all let me ask you how do you get into this <laughs> How did you get into this this line of, of, of work? Yeah, it, to be honest, it was by chance. It was, um, you know, I used to, I'm actually a chef by, by career. And 
I studied chefing because I like traveling and I thought it would be a very good job to, to work overseas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I got into the airline industry and, uh, well, you know, basically your job is traveling around. And in one of those travels, I met somebody who used to make something similar, you know, because this person in particular, um, she used to buy hats already made, you know, straw hats, and then decorate them, put them like, you know, her little accessories and giving her touch. And I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, I found it like very nice lifestyle, very bohemian. And since I had the time, uh, because actually aviation, you get a lot of time off right. and you get a lot of um, places where you can buy like very cool accessories, very cool, you know, handmade things. So I thought it would be like a good hobby to start. Then, you know, I got very into the thing. Like every time I wanted to, to go one step more so I actually learned how to make them from scratch is uh, but I never planned to actually like work in fashion or anything it just happened by accident did it start out making hats for yourself that's how it started yeah. out yeah yeah initially um, it was a good time to in fact initially I thought it would be a good hobby for my girlfriend I thought, oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, we had the time off. She also worked in the airline with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I explained it to her and I started buying some tools, some, you know, some hats in the beginning to, to, to decorate them, to, yeah, to wear them for myself. Um, she never got really very into it. And I was like getting more and more interested. Right. Um, yeah, one day, like wearing it, one of them in, in a branch, I remember in Dubai, a uh, couple of guys approached me and asked me where I bought the hat. And I was like, oh, wait on, like, you know, actually, like people show interest. So the hobby turned into a hobby that gives you a little bit of money. And at some point, it became like a, a goal for me. I wanted to dedicate my time um, and my life to this. And I'm lucky enough to to do that for a living nowadays. How long has it been since this hobby turned into a, a business for you? Like full on uh, living from it. It's been probably two and a half years something like that since I started you know in the beginning as a hobby it's been probably like around five years something like that four and a half years so you've been doing this for I find it for two years you've been doing this Uh, professionally yes two and a half years professionally before I used to do it but it was more like a hobby that gives you some cash on the side you know, I, I had my my job. Do you okay? Tell me, tell me this. You started out as a hobby, 
right now it's it's flow full-blown a career for you okay the design right the design when you come up with these design how did you is do you sketch them out because i see you do something on the computer do you sketch them out and say okay i want to add this i want to add this this fabric how do you come up with these design hello you know peco um every hat has a different uh creating process let's say obviously most of them um i i come up with an idea something that i want to um, show on my hat like a, a you know an, let's say like an initial idea i'm from there um obviously i get the accessories the fabrics and stuff most of the designs are based in my traveling my my life experience things i like but sometimes to be honest uh, is completely random you know i start making something with a purpose but then it doesn't work and it turns into something else mm-hmm. so you know it's, it's it's hard to explain the the creating process i don't sketch anything i don't you know draw the design before i i do it i just go hands on okay so a lot of this is just you going into your shop that day mm-hmm. with the passion of just i'm just going to make some hats and i'm going to use this fabric right yeah many times like that some other times i really want to display an idea i want a hat that represents I don't know, let's say uh, the flower power, you know, that uh, time of a uh, hippie or sometimes I want to represent something that is kind of uh, with Buddhism influences or right. sometimes it's just completely random. I start making things and things start like matching to each other and then I see it has some character. So... I named the hat after it's finished. Okay, so all these hats got names. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> okay. Now, well, obviously you have different lines. Now, writing, making these hats, okay, and I'm sure you can make, you can make maybe ten hats, right? That let's call it. What's one of your hats' name? Um, for example, I have one is called Kalima. Okay. Uh, you know, like depending of the inspiration, Kalima is like the is when the in Spanish we say when there is a sandstorm mm-hmm. and it leaves that kind of red um, everything like you know full of sun. Mm-hmm. That's the Kalima. There is another one called. Um, shark attack. There is another one called Vlad because it has, it looks like almost like a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the style also change a lot from one to another. You know, some hats are uh, well following one style, and some others are completely opposite. Okay. Do you now? I want a hat, right? And mm-hmm. I said, okay, um, I want a hat. 
do I, when people come to you to buy a hat, do they mm -hmm. have a, an idea in mind or they give you a, a concept? Well, you know, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. Do you build these hats based upon those individual characters? And here's why I asked that question. Because as I said in the beginning, right? A lot of your mm -hmm. hats got character, it brings out the character in an individual, okay? The hat yep. is one thing, but then it, it highlights the character of that individual. Yeah, absolutely. Hat is an accessory, like definitely the most artistic uh, compliment of you can wear. And many people want to display their personality or their, I don't know, something personal in the hat. So mm -hmm. it happened to me. Obviously, I have my own collection, my own creations, but most of my clients, they will always want to modify something on the hat in a way that to make it more personal. Some other people, sometimes they actually want to build a hat from scratch. Gotcha. Um, from an idea uh, or from something they've seen somewhere else. So that is like a longer process because we got to try many things. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite difficult, you know, because people will come with some concept that as a designer, you have to interpret that. Sometimes it's difficult, you know, because somebody, let's say, say something like, I want a hat that is elegant and mysterious. Um, elegant and mysterious is a concept that depending on the person it may look one thing and some other person may look in a different thing i don't know if i explain myself but um, yeah definitely my market is to personalize to, to make it special for the client definitely when i see your hat it has like a like a texas feel right very you yeah. very earthy earth i don't know if i'm using the right word but very earthy dry neutral colors um yeah i'm seeing cactus i'm seeing desert i'm seeing um dry grass um uh, the fire kind of in, yeah. interpret that 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 ruggedy feel uh, do you look at a lot of Western? Yeah, you know, actually, um, I'm from a land that is is the only natural desert in in Europe, mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of Western were filmed here in the cities called, although the region is called Almeria. Okay. Um, yeah, I have. There is something about the desert that really, you know, I really love. I don't know if it's a mystery. I don't know what it's exactly about. But, um, yeah, I love that aesthetic of the Western, the cactus, the the, the dry. Yeah, I, I can imagine that many of my hats that that influence because it's something that uh, is part of me. Well, I, I, I saw that instantly once I, I started looking at your page. I'm like, oh, okay, I get, I get it. But then it... you. you has that rugged feel but then you have a touch of excellence that comes across right with the accessory around the, the 
correct me, I'm not a hat maker, but the, you know, the band that goes around the hat, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fabric that you use inside of the hat, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. it has that, that touch of excellent, ruggedy look, that desert feel, but then you bring the excellent inside of it. I'm like, your hats are very unique. And I'm sure people have already told you this. I mean, you've been doing it for two years. So obviously, you've you've done well for yourself. But have you imagined when you started out something that you, you took as a hobby? You're two years into it. Did you imagine even getting to this point, or even you know it turning into a a, a business and a fashion thing for you? You're a designer now. You, you yeah. You realize you're a designer, right? Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes like it's like, oh, yeah, I actually live out of this. It's, to be fully honest, Keiko, you know, um, I always had, I guess everyone, um, when you start a project, you have hopes that mm-hmm. it's going to work and stuff. Right. Um, but is going way faster than I expected. Is um, I did not expect having this um, audience and having so much uh, people interested on on it when I started. Is uh, I thought it would be like a slower process, but I'm very grateful. I'm very glad that people are actually uh, liking what I do. Um, so that gives me strength to to keep going. Mm. What is your your girlfriend? You, mm-hmm. you started as a hobby for her. Uh, she didn't pick yeah. it up. Um, what does she think now about the hobby turning into a business? Um. Well, she's very happy for me because obviously you need to have passion to to. You cannot just do it. It's, it's not the kind of things that you will start for a business to make money. Mm-hmm. You, it's a lot of um, part of work, obviously, a lot of like thinking involved. And you need to be willing to almost be always working, I would say, because even when I'm on holidays, I'm still like, checking like in little like artisan markets oh i could use this or i could use that so it really needs to be part of you so yeah she's very happy for me and she understands that she wasn't for her right i want to touch on what you just said Um, getting into this getting into anything needs to come Mm -hmm. with passion right even for what i do people force oh how much money you're making but if it's something you really enjoy doing, right? And I do believe if you do something, you should, if anything that you love, you should try to build a business around it. But first, it should come with the passion and the love for what you're doing. You should enjoy it. If the business comes out of it, well, great. You know, that's a that's a wonderful thing. But I think um, you're absolutely right. You should have passion for what you're doing. Absolutely, and I'm telling you, I'm 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 glad that happened the way it happened. That initially it was not intended to to be a business or mm-hmm. make any money. It's just to kill time and do something creative and yeah, something cool. Let's say 
Um, well, I mean, it turned that it worked out good enough to, to become a business, but it, it was not my first approach to hat making. You're, you're, there in, you're there in the studio, right? Yeah, I'm here. Show, show us around that studio. But before you show us around, when you, yeah. when you decide, okay, to come into the studio, mm -hmm. walk me through the process, right? Because you have to have some sense of, of seamstress. You have to, you have to learn to sew, right? You, some sewing is in, involved in this, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So did you ever do that prior to getting into this? Did you ever watch <laughs> your mom? sew, grandmother, did you pick that up as a, as a, as a kid? Yeah, actually, my mom and my grandmother, they were both uh, very good, like sewing things, like fixing things. And it's funny how they were also very good at cooking, you know, like all school right. um, moms. And it's funny how me probably being worse in cooking and in sewing, both of them, I actually made my living out of it. And them, they were like such an amazing cooks and amazing like fixing. Still, my mom, if she decided to make hats, she will make hats better than me. I have no doubt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, there is an influence there for sure. That's 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 wonderful, man. You know, as kids, we you know, we see things around the house. We see our parents, our grandparents doing things, even maybe our, fa our father's doing some handiwork that we may not be interested in it right there and then. But yeah. in our minds, we're making a mental note of it and it's, it, sit, it's, it sits with us. 100%, yeah. That's, that's funny though. That's great that you, you observe your, your mom and your grandmother doing it and you picked yeah. it up, but you didn't really take it up till later on. And it's something yeah. that you it, you made useful later on in life. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes talk about it with my mom. You know, it's like, <clears throat> like you're such a talented woman, and how come you never came with trying to make a living out of it? And right. you know, it's, it's also like different mentalities. That's why also. Um, Social media, you know, can be very good these days. Mm. It, it can open many doors that maybe back then uh, it was not possible. And now you can make your own, uh, let's say, your own wall around social media. Right. And from there, you can get customers and stuff. Show us around the show us around the shop. What? What? what how do? You, how? When you come in, how, how does this whole process start for you? Yeah. Well, normally you, I count. I'm sorry. I normally I come through that door, you know, like okay. early morning. Um, this is where my let me see. Okay, this is where my where I iron. Gotcha. My hats. Now it's holding the computer to <laughs> to be able to talk to you. Cool, cool. Iron. This is where also look, where I steam the hats is. It's like a, I don't know if you guys can see, it's a homemade steamer, it's, it's, it 
so steamer down there right and then put it into a barbecue you can also be creative with the tools because you know hat making tools are actually quite expensive you know because it's, it's like an old uh, like an old work that nowadays even if you want to uh, find the, the um, the tools it will not be easy so sometimes you gotta uh, make your own um that's where my leather sewing machine is this is um, a table where i work main table which i actually made myself too <laughs> so, yeah. i mean that's very cool you <laughs> I saw in one video you used uh, you used a, a a skeleton head to make an imprint on the hat. Oh yeah, yeah. It's to make like a skull hat, skull, skull crown. Oh, skull hat. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then another, yeah. you used uh, you used a cross on the computer to burn like a cross on the hat, like an imprint yeah yeah that one is actually very cool because the what i was trying to achieve there you make like a little cut on the brim you know like with the with the shape of a cross so sometimes depending where the lighting is mm -hmm. it can actually somehow show a cross on your face i mean it needs to be like the perfect lighting coming through but it's a very cool effect you know because have like a oh so like a shadow coming through the sun exactly. and it just leaves exactly. and wow yeah 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 that's the idea obviously it will not happen all, all the time but right. if the sunlight is right up there it will it will make a cross on your face gotcha gotcha i like that here's the skull hat that we're looking at right now oh yeah do you do you have a preference of type of hat that you make do you uh, <coughs> I, i'm talking in terms of female hat versus women's hat a female hat versus men's hat or all your hats unisex look um all my hats are unisex and actually quite a lot of um women um uh, customers but most of my customer will be men and i guess obviously i make hats that i like for myself so definitely they will have more a uh, man touch but if a woman you know like likes it as well like it's there is no gender for that gotcha gotcha well i mean that's cool i mean again unisex is one thing but you know the hat is what gives them the character brings out the character in them you know yeah. so they may have a hat with a touch of uh men a manly feel but you know a woman can put that hat on and people i wouldn't i wouldn't know what a female hat is until unless it's a you know one, yeah. of, those, one of those those hats at the kentucky derby with you know with a big bow exactly. on it or something like that <laughs> yeah I mean, nowadays like it's it's difficult to define what is for men what is for woman like uh fashion is it's, it's crazy these days um and crazy in a good way so anyone can wear anything it really depends more on your style right that really you're a man 
boss or, or a woman. Have you embraced, okay, here we are sitting, um, have mm -hmm. you embraced the, the idea, come to realization, accept the fact that you are a designer now, um, I don't know if you've done any fashion show, but this is, you know, maybe five years, 20 years from now, people may be wearing your hat. They may go back and look back and, you know, look at your hats and how you evolve and with your design, like the conversation we were having, the texture, the fabric you use, you incorporate the desert, the neutral colors, the fire to give it that zing and then also the type of fabric to give that classic you know stylish appeal have you have you thought about this into the future that what you're doing now today may be something very 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 special i've thought about it and actually i've done like a couple of um collaborations with uh, designers. I haven't done my own, let's say, catwalk um, fashion show. I guess I still need a little bit more infrastructure uh, for that because you need to come up with an with entire collection that you want to display in only one show. But... Uh, you know, slowly, I, I hope to be there one day. Um, I got invited to some shows, but uh, at the moment, um, I haven't, I haven't done any, you know, like fashion show. You're in Spain, right? Yeah. You're in Spain. Spain is, you guys are pretty into fashion over there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some really big designers that come out of Spain. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's a good place to be doing this, um, and but actually, you know what? Um, most of my clients are from overseas. Surprisingly, uh, even though here fashion is big and it's a lot of like uh, you know designers going on and stuff. But for some reason, um, most of my clients are from somewhere else. Got you. Well, here, here, here is, you know, I see that you're branching out to not only hats, but what mm -hmm. is this called? Oh, yeah. Those, we call it uh, espadrilles. It's like summer shoes. You know, the region where, where I'm from is very common. That is like a traditional shoe where um, the, 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 the sole and the bottom part is made out of yute. You know, it's like a natural thing. And back in the days, it used to be used for, uh, you know, for people with some problems in the feet because it, it kind of let the, the feet breathe very well. Gotcha. Because natural, um, let's say, like a natural straw. Uh, but now people use it for fashion, and it's something that you find quite easily here, like the the base to make the base. And then I make my own designs with leather, you know, and kind of because normally they're, let's say, they're not made out of leather; they're made out of fabric. It's something more for 
it's like a very easy going, but I'm trying to give it like a little bit of, you know, more a fancy touch. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, here's, here's, a, here's something which is a pretty big deal for you. You're in a magazine. What was this? What oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah. about this. How did this come about? Yeah, well, actually, um, Bruno, which is one of the editors of DR Magazine, um, same as you, Keiko, he saw me in social media. He really liked hats. He got interested to make me an interview. And obviously, uh, I was very glad to, to have a little chat with him and to well, show him a little bit what I do. So it was published. Um, yeah, great experience. Pretty big deal. You know, I know you're downplaying it, but you know, you, what you're doing over there is really special, dude. Right? I mean, thank you. I, I mean, you may not have, have done any fashion show, but you're, you're going places, right? You're going places. Your hats are very, very unique, right? I can't pick a hat and say, okay, well, his hat look like this hat that I've seen before. They are one of a kind. They're, they're real work of art. And as I told you, I'm going to tell you again, you put the craftsmanship that you put into it, the detail that you put into it. It's that is what makes it unique. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the, you know, the, 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 I think that's what people appreciate the most, the truly handmade, because it's a, it's a very artisan process, you know. There is nothing that is um, by, like, even the inside sweatband, the, the leather is cut by hand, is sewed by hand. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty old-school way of making hats. What, what's what's next for you? Well, next, um, hopefully, I will. My goal, basically, I, I don't have like you know like big dreams of. Oh, I'm going to be everywhere and do like uh, so many fashion shows. Um, my dreams are very, you know, down on the ground. Is having like a little team of three, four people, which can help me with the making process. Mm. And eventually I will just be focusing in the design. Gotcha. So making new hats. Because at the moment, obviously, I have to also uh, make a lot of hats that are in the collection. Um, I have a little help, but I'm, I need to be there for many things, for other things around the business that um, have nothing to do with hat making, like marketing, accounting. So my, my goal, let's say my future goal, will be just be dedicated in designing that's that's it i don't have big dreams <laughs> very 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 modest dreams huh very modest dreams but you know that's what makes me happy 
So I don't need more than that. Let's play a clip here, uh, some background of watch the, uh, you making these hats. We'll be right back. Beautiful, man. Beautiful piece of work. <laughs> Thanks, Oliver. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, it was uh, it was really a, a pleasure having you here today, coming on, chatting with me, sharing a little bit about your journey into this whole hat making thing. Um, I'm pretty sure you're no longer in the airline industry. Uh, no, no. You've you've made a you've made a very calculated accident well not even calculated accidental stumble into a a wonderful career that you got going on here. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rico. It was a big pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, definitely not going back to cooking, <laughs> not going back to airline. So I'm planning to stay in hat making for a long time. Right. What what is your favorite Spanish meal to make, or meal in general? What's your favorite meal to make? Oof, that's a very very tough question because I love eating so much. Um, thanks, you know, to my job, I had the the, the opportunity to work in many places. Um, each place has something. You know, unique, um, super tasty. So it's very difficult for me. It really depends on my mood. Uh, for a Spanish dish, I will say like a good fideuá, for example. It's like a version of paella, but made with very thin pasta. It's like a seafood. Uh, let's call it like a seafood pasta so people can understand. It's not exactly that, but but uh, that's just saying something because reality is I like too many to pick one. Got you, got you. Well, listen, I would love for you to come back, right? I want you to come back. I mean, I am a fan of what you do. Uh, I'd love for you to come back and chat about, you know, what else you have going on. Come back, we talk about food, man. You know, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You know, I can I talk don't... for hours about food. Really? Got you. So listen, I, I, it was, listen, it was really a pleasure having you. I know for me, when we spoke yesterday, you mm -hmm. are, it's in the evening for you, at night for you. It's an early afternoon, late afternoon for me. So I appreciate you staying up to chatting with me. And whenever you want to come back, man, I'd love to have you back. Keiko, anytime you want me, it was a big pleasure talking to you. So I'll be glad to talk anytime you want me to. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you take care. It was a pleasure. 
And um, I really enjoy having you here, man. Thank you very much. Same. Thanks right, a lot. You, you take care. Take care. Bye-bye.